often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slap Box Podcast. This is episode 358. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht, and I'm sitting all solo inside the bunker, old school, doing it old school, up here in the bunker. And, uh, let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I, I have actually done a little bit of show prep. I've actually looked up some stuff because, uh, it's a little hard to talk by myself, and I, already regretting my setup right now as I'm trying to go from one computer to the other here. Uh, yeah, so it's just me. Uh, Shelly had to work. Uh, Muffin Man's busy. Uh, might get a phone call, though. Might get a phone call here or there. Maybe uh, Trebejo, maybe uh, Jamie Magnet. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we won't. And then uh, may- uh, uh, maybe, perhaps, uh, perhaps we won't. You know, hope he changey. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm sitting here mono- Imano to myself. I don't know what that means. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was just looking over stuff and, uh, looking in on, uh, going over some E3 stuff. I realized it's been a couple of weeks since E3. A little late here, but, uh, I did watch some videos on, uh, some Square Enix stuff. And, uh, well, this, I think I may have mentioned the Square Enix before on, uh, from the E3, but they've got the, uh, uh, new uh, Avengers game coming out, which is kind of we. You know, I I love Square Enix. I did not play their uh, Tomb Raider game, which I didn't re- actually realize till recently. Sadly, uh, I'm just not on on the know. I guess a lot of the times with the a lot of the video games as I once was, but uh, I was unaware until fairly recently that they put out the last Tomb Raider, which I'm a fan of Square Enix just because. Uh, Ever since, I guess, the original Final Fantasy on the NES, I've uh, been a fan of Final Fantasy games, especially Final Fantasy VII. Still, I think, my favorite game all time. Super stoked with the E3 and uh, putting out uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, don't recall, I think, I guess sometime next year they're shooting for? And I believe it's more than one installment, more than one game that's coming out. Um, definitely, that was... Uh, a big game that I'm looking forward to. Baldur's Gate. I know I used to play that one with uh, <clears throat> my good friend Todd, who was on the show way back in the day as we talked about uh, going to Chicago with, with uh, Trebejo and uh, spitting out the Whacker. That was a... I can't recall what episode that was. I want to say it was within the first 30. It was like in the... Maybe in the first 20. It was maybe episode... 20 or so I don't I don't recall it was an early on one but we talked for a good long time and told some stories of hanging out in Chicago and uh that is definitely some good times we had uh but uh anyway yeah Baldur's Gate they haven't put one out in a long time there's not a whole lot of info about Baldur's Gate 3 definitely looking forward to that and I was thrown off by the new Call of Duty that will be coming out uh that's just simply called Modern Warfare because I did finally maybe f- six months ago or so get the remastered modern warfare which 
I enjoyed because they didn't change the game a whole lot. They just threw in loot boxes and you can personalize, you know, get uh, get different camos and stuff for your guns. But I did enjoy playing it, but then I was a little confused when I saw the trailer for the new Modern Warfare because it's simply just called Modern Warfare. Thought they were redoing it yet again, but apparently they're just rebooting the franchise. So I don't know what to think about that. And Call of Duty games, I'm kind of hit and miss these days. Most of the time, could give a shit less. Modern Warfare, though, that was the first Call of Duty game that really I got in on with Soap McTavish and such. And I really love that one. My favorite, though, hands down, is Call of Duty World at War. I've, it sounded like at one point they were going to remaster that one and put it out again. I would have loved to do, seen that, but apparently I guess they're not doing that. And not, I was not uh, as thrilled with uh, Call of Duty World War II. That one just wasn't so great. World at War, fantastic. And you can do tanks and stuff. I mean, that's good good stuff. The Battlefield 1, I mean, you can do tanks and stuff, but I never really got into... Battlefield games. I tried to give Battlefield a go, but like the old Call of Duty as far as Modern Warfare 1, the Call of Duty 4, and World at War, then like Black Ops 1 and 2, like those were, those are my Call of Duties. Definitely my Call of Duties. I'm not, uh, I just suck at them now, and I, I don't know, I, the loot boxes drive me a bit insane. The loot boxes can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Take that shit, shove it up your ass, and then, uh, Maybe shit out a good Call of Duty game. Maybe the new autumn, the reboot will be better. We'll see. I do like the having the old characters. That's one thing I really... Uh, I believe they're actually uh, doing a campaign yet again on the Call of Duty, which is exciting to me. That's one thing I miss from World at War and uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And what I enjoyed, unfortunately, you didn't get in the remaster of Call of Duty 4, you did not get... A cooperative campaign which I believe in the original you could you had a cooperative campaign no I know for a fact yes I remember playing cooperative on there and I definitely had a good I love the cooperative campaign on world at war and they've gone away from the campaigns that's not a thing it's just strictly multiplayer stuff and the battle royale stuff which I just have yet to like get in on the battle royale I've tried it don't really give a fuck <laughs> just my my take on it just not just not my cup of tea i think i'm gonna stick more with uh i will give i will give the uh square enix avengers a try i, I digressed on that but uh it is a little weird like i was excited to hear about it when i before seeing the trailer it's a little hard to get over the fact that the costumes and everything are just like the marvel characters in the movies but then the faces are different because they couldn't get the rights for the actors what you know they could have attempted to have a completely different look for the avengers if they were going to do that it's a little fucking weird <laughs> to have them look like the avengers in the movies but then different but it's square enix so i imagine it'll be a good game it'll just take me a little while it'll you know to feel okay with it it's like uh as long as the gameplay is good, you know, I can forget the other stuff. Hopefully, the voice acting's good. I, I don't, I didn't really hear much of the voiceovers when I uh, watched the trailer. It's been a little while since I watched it. Uh, <clears throat> definitely, well, I may not buy that one, but definitely gonna get the uh, Final Fantasy VII re uh, reboot. That will be, that'll be exciting 
Although I'm concerned about the gameplay on that. I mean, I love the original. So if they fuck up the mechanics, the material is, you know, not quite the same. It might be... It might be a bit of a letdown. And hey, we've only got... Uh, I guess we've got slightly less than six months now before Episode Nine of Star Wars. I know a lot of people are burnt out on that at this point. Uh, I know Last Jedi was very disappointing for me, especially since you know I went to Ireland and uh, saw the island where uh, Luke Skywalker had his—I don't know—you want to call it a sabbatical. <laughs> Great island, though. Even if you don't like Star Wars, go to Saint Skellig, Michael. It is fantastic. I mean nothing to do with Star Wars. I mean, it's cool that I went there and where Mark Hamill, you know, did some scenes and stuff, which that's what drove me there is just watching Force Awakens and I saw the end scene where he's standing on the cliff. I was like, where? That looks like Ireland. I didn't know what the fuck it was, so I Googled it, found it, and I went there seeing The Last Jedi in the theater going, being excited when the island comes up and like, oh, there it is. There's Skellig Michael. Like, I stood right there, and I held a rock that I stole from there. Maybe I jinxed it. Maybe I jinxed it by stealing a, a rock from Skellig Michael that uh, I jinxed The Last Jedi to be just kind of shitty. <laughs> probably my fault. That's that's probably it. I'm sure it's my fault. Sorry about that one. <laughs> I'll try harder next time. Um <laughs> But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to episode nine. I, I think hopefully J.J. Abrams can really uh, turn things around in this one, and uh, I believe George Lucas uh, helped out quite a bit in this one. So hopefully we can uh, wrap it up nicely. Uh, I think he's probably learned from some of the mistakes he had with the prequels and wants to really uh, <clears throat> knock it out of the park there. Uh, any involvement he has. So, uh, and I was sad, you know, I really did like Solo. I enjoyed it. It wasn't my favorite Star Wars, but I was let down that not a lot of people went and watched it. And I think it was kind of a hangover from The Last Jedi. And I think, and I'm kind of saddened that, uh, I got shorted out of seeing some movies on other characters. Like it sounded like there was going to be an Obi-Wan movie before Solo kind of flopped at the theaters. I was looking forward to that. I wanted to see a old Ben. Old Ben, you know, hiding out on Tatooine. Fucking up some sand people. Doing his thing. Ewan McGregor. But no. No, it's not going to happen. Perhaps episode 9 will really set some records and uh, maybe they'll go back and do that. But then again, I mean, we do have some live action Star Wars series coming up. That should be, uh, should be entertaining. I think, uh, and I really loved, one of my favorites is Rogue One. I know a lot of people not real fond of that. It's kind of hit and miss. Some people either love it or hate it kind of things, and I, I am a big fan of Rogue One. You, you know, you don't have any Jedi. you got, like, one Force user, but, uh, like, it was dark, and I liked seeing the dark Star Wars. I like some humor and stuff, and there was, there was a bit of humor with, like, uh, the droid and everything in it, but uh, I would like to definitely see, I'm just, you know, always been a fan of Star Wars, so if I can get more Star Wars, that'd be great. Right before I started recording here, I uh, <clears throat> was looking up some stuff uh, as a, just, you know, I'm curious to what's in Episode 9, but I don't want to look, I see all this stuff on YouTube, I follow a lot of 
a lot of guys uh, talking about Star Wars, like Star Wars theories. If you haven't, if you don't follow him on YouTube, check out Star Wars Theory because he's made a sweet, sweet uh, Darth Vader uh, movie on there, and he's making a sequel, and it's super good quality stuff. And Vader, like the Palpatine voice and the Vader voice. I mean, the look of it, it's it's pretty good. Um, I don't I don't think he has a release date. I I know he's worked on like just mainly like the trailer. He's getting the funds together to make the next film, but it's supposed to be much more involved in the next film. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, I was doing some research, looking up uh, <laughs> uh stuff because I was wondering, you know, could in episode nine like what's gonna happen uh, transpire you know some theories obviously we know palpatine is back with the like <laughs> I, I can't do the laugh i can do the voice but the laugh i i don't have it in my head at the moment <laughs> but you get his laugh at the end and uh you know i think that's just to kind of throw us off base because i think in the end we're gonna find uh out that of course uh the true baddie this whole time has been Darth Binks. And so I was looking up about, you know, Darth Jar Jar. There's the big fan theory about that. Lord, Lord Binks. Lord Binks. Yeah, so uh, I Googled that, and I got Rick Rolled a bit. There was, uh, there was a music video, and it says, Andres, uh, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. It's Andres Aparicio. Um, he's uh, and it's called Darth Banks, official music video. Um, saw that name, thought, oh, I guess this is must be a song written about how Darth or Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. And upon <laughs> playing it, I got a Rick rolled a little bit because this is this is the uh, song right here. This is uh, this is Darth Banks. Uh, if there's any kind of Jar Jar stuff in here, I'm not hearing it. I mean, this is uh, no cantina music. Girl in polka, polka dot dress. I don't know, you know. Does Binks mean, Darth Binks mean something else in a foreign language? What is this? Totally got played here. Get down. There is Lord Binks. Stop with the sad shit. That's right. I... <laughs> okay, now I'm just I'm just weird. Like, kind of in it though. Like, I need to stop it because it's drawing me in closer. I'm getting sad here. <laughs> Damn it. But yeah, Darth Banks. I don't know that... Maybe that song's gonna be in the new film. I hope not. I'm gonna be... I'm gonna be a little confused if, uh... If I, uh... Oh, <laughs> uh, damn it. If I, if I start watching episode 9 and all of a sudden this song comes on, I'm gonna be... Well, it might be kind of funny. Let's, let, let's admit it. <laughs> it's definitely trolling me, though. Just trolling everybody i think that's a, a way to you know it's clickbait here how could that be anything else why are you gonna name your song 
Darth Binks, but have nothing to do with Jar Jar or the Sith or anything of that nature. This is it's confusing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny though. You got me. Totally Rickroll. Damn it, and threw me off my game. You know, I actually tried to do some research, some uh, good old-fashioned uh, show uh, prep, and yeah, throwing me off. Thank, thanks, Andres. This is uh, this is fantastic. You uh, trolling bastard, you. Yeah, so I'm going to try to stop with sad shit, as he uh, told me to do, but uh, it's hard. Hey, you can get a free download. Ooh, I didn't notice that. I can download this song for free on Bandcamp.com. Andresmusica.bandcamp.com. I can get uh, for free the Darth Banks, you fucker. <laughs> so you can troll me over and over again. Put it on my phone. You can run to Darth Banks. I feel like it should be a darker song, not so happy. And we, Or, well, you know, maybe... You know, I didn't watch the whole video. Perhaps at the end, he does go all dark with it. Because Jar Jar, I mean, he comes in, and he's all, Misa, so happy. Mm, ah, Misa, Jar Jar Binks. And everything's all cheery, and he's just, you know, comic relief and all that. But then you find out, oh, Misa, Dark Lord, Darth Binks. Mm. You know, um, it should go very dark in the end as he's, all of his uh, fuck-ups that uh, ended up just being Sith Lord, like, intentional, super, just playing the fool as he played us all. He was better than Palpatine. And Lord Binks must die, Plagueis. Tried to kill Darth Binks, but failed. So I killed Plagueis instead. But uh, maybe Darth Banks is, is Snoke. Maybe that uh, that was him that got killed, and then he. Uh, but he's also, pl- you know, I don't know. Darth is. Uh, this is a. Uh, this music video didn't help me with that. It did not uh, give me any uh, clues as to what the answer could possibly be to uh, Dar- Darth Banks. Thanks, thanks, fuckers. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I also. Uh, uh, you know, watch a little Netflix lately. Finally, uh, since they posted the uh, Jessica Jones season three, I wasn't really looking forward to that because the second season I was not very fond of. I liked the first season a lot. I mean, there was characters that I thought were annoying, like Trish, her friend, very annoying, in it, and uh, Trish's mom, uh, annoying. But I liked Jessica Jones' character, and uh, shit, uh, I'm blanking on the uh main antagonist in season one um <clears throat> kill something whatever uh <sighs> i enjoyed him as a villain he was a good baddie and then uh second season i did not like her mom at all found her annoying but i was kind of excited at the end of season two i mean because uh, trish her best friend trish that she grew up with did kill Jessica Jones' mother and it did seem that they were going to go dark for season 3 I like dark I like darkness I thought Trish was going to turn into a baddie that she was going to now be Jessica Jones' nemesis that seemed to be the way this was headed season 3 comes out I was disappointed now 
Jessica Jones, not so happy that uh, her best friend did kill her mother. However, yeah, you know what? I can get over that. I'm fine with that. You know, her mother did kill people, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she was just trying to save people. She was trying to save me. You know, Jay Leno all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> then they're just back to being buds-ish. And then they're going after a killer that's kind of reminds me of Dexter. And Trish's mom plays a big part of it. Trish is being annoying again. I thought she was going to be cooler because now she's murdered somebody. Like, she had... The cool part with Trish, like, the second season, like, she starts getting addicted to drugs and, she, like, getting into the superhero stuff and, like, seeing some addictions. Like, her character wasn't as annoying. So there was, like, some bright side there. But the mother character, Jessica Jones's mother character, was annoying to me. And then, like, Trish has got this darkness. And I was like, yes. But then season three comes along. It's like we wipe clean the darkness there. Now she's just, oh, I'm a, I'm a hero now. And her powers are that she can... She's really uh, <laughs> really good at parkour. <laughs> That's her superpower. She's she's real agile. She's like doesn't seem to have super strength or healing or anything like that. She's just really athletic. Um, <laughs> I feel like that was a bit like feel like she should have more power than that because they keep calling her superpower and everything. But she's just really what she's got good stamina. Like where's Where's the uh, the super part? But then she's just annoying again. She gets a job on QVC, basically selling shit, and I'm totally spoiling this season. But I can't help it. I'm what I'm a completist. I'm like I've got to finish the series. And uh, <laughs> I was waiting for cameos from Daredevil, which I really enjoyed, like uh, the last season of Daredevil or Punisher. I figured Punisher wouldn't be in there. But that one, that series was my favorite Marvel series on Netflix. That last season, I believe there was only two. That last season was fantastic. If you haven't seen it, definitely check out Punisher Season 2. It's great stuff. And Punisher, when he was on, uh, I believe, Season 2 of Daredevil, fantastic. Um, so far, though, I'm pretty much at the end of Jessica Jones Season 3. Huge letdown. <laughs> I like Kristen Ritter, but... Uh, yeah, total letdown. Um, so, uh, but I'm looking forward to Stranger Things season three. The nostalgia factor should get me over any kind of lackluster things that uh, might, uh, yeah, give me some issues. But uh, you know, we'll bet. I imagine they're still in the '80s at this point. I don't think uh, they've hit the '90s quite yet. But there's definitely, and I, I love to see some Eleven eat some Eggos. Let's just have a whole episode of that. Eleven sitting there eating Eggos. Maybe her nose is going to bleed. And then the whole episode's maybe like 15. Well, No, let's make it 45 minutes. We've got 45 minutes. Eleven. Just watching TV or something. Of old 80s shows. And then eating Eggos. That's it. <laughs> good, good way to troll people. Yeah. You know, that'd be totally enjoyable. I doubt that'll that'll happen, but uh, maybe that'll be an April Fool's thing they can have. Like, hey, check it out. New uh, Stranger Things episode. And that'll be just that. Like, I believe there was a... They did that. Uh, Netflix had done something. It was... I don't remember if it was April Fool's or, or something like that. But they had... Uh, like, it was like one day only you could watch this crazy stuff. And there wasn't uh, a whole lot to it. I don't remember. I know I talked about it years ago. 
whenever it transpired, but then I didn't get to watch the whole thing because I didn't watch it then. It disappeared. It was totally let down. Uh, I also finally got around to... Uh, <laughs> this is an older movie, about a decade older or so, but it hasn't been on Netflix too long. The uh, I'm a... I like uh, Michael Sarah a lot. Like, uh, oh, let's see. Uh, I just watched the Nick, uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, which I had never seen till recently. Obviously, uh, till like yesterday. Um, I my I enjoyed it. My favorite part is seeing Seth Meyers get in Michael Sarah's Yugo, which you don't see Yugos around these days. So it's pretty cool. Everybody. In the, the running joke in that movie was everybody thought it was a taxi. Um, I guess because of the color of the damn car. Uh, but uh, Seth Myers gets in with some some lady of the night, and uh, they they think it's a taxi as uh, Michael Sarah is uh, driving, and uh, Seth Myers basically has sex in the back seat. It's pretty fantastic as uh, Michael Sarah's just having a conversation. Good stuff. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, Scott Pilgrim. That was the other movie I was thinking of. I don't think that's on Netflix anymore. But damn, that's a that's an entertaining movie. It's good stuff. It's got Brie Larson in it from uh, Captain Marvel, um, <clears throat> which is interesting to see, like the interviews and pressers from uh, Avengers, like Endgame. Is that uh, it appears that pretty much everybody that was in the cast of Avengers does not like the Brie Larson. Not a fan. At least most of them. Um, I'm sure maybe she had a, a friend or two, but uh, it seems that she uh, <laughs> takes herself a little too seriously from watching interviews I've, I've seen. And I know like Jeremy Renner seems to really hate her. There's definitely some. Uh, I guess I'll pull that up. Get some audio here. This. I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's good. Good shit here. Um, <laughs> let's see. Brie Larson and Jeremy Renner. Brie Larson and. What the hell is Bree Bree? Oh, shit. I'm spelling it wrong. That might help. Bree Larson, Jeremy Renner interview. Here we go. I know there was a Don Cheadle one, too. and she, There was a... Oh, there's a Chris Hemsworth, uh, Bree Larson, and Don Cheadle. I know that. I'm pretty sure that one, like, they're just ribbing her, like, uh, endlessly as uh, she's uh, just not having... Or, you know, there was a... Uh, this one is... Yeah. I don't know if this is the full clip. This might be just somebody showing the clip, which I could just find. There's a... Uh, why is that not turning... Am I turning the wrong thing up? This is a... Responsibility. I mean, I'm, there we go. I am committed to self-improvement. I work at being the best person that I can be and using this be the platform for as much good as I can. But oh. it doesn't mean that I don't make Runner. mistakes, but... I'm very Runners comfortable with steering. that and allowing myself to learn from those mistakes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty accountable and responsible for my own life at any rate. So um, celebrity is not something that I, I use as any sort of platform to to be to be more responsible or accountable, I suppose. But uh, so it's certainly an absolute uh, blessing to um, see Shit the joy all over what she just on, said on kids' faces. Yeah. That um, couldn't be the... I don't think there's a feeling that comes close to that. 
Absolutely, you guys yeah. are entertaining the entire world. You know, can you guys, when you guys, when the film releases, can you watch it as a fan, like re-watch, or are you too involved in, in the, the technical part of it and watching everything closely? I'm, I'm, I'm I don't remember track. this part. Yeah. It depends. I mean, right. with something like this, I think I will definitely be sitting there as a fan just because we haven't seen it. So we'll she be totally sitting hasn't there watched in the any of the movies. watching it with an audience <laughs> seeing it for the first time. So right. it'll be a Other thrill. than the one she's right. in. You know, if you could use any superhero power from the Avengers and use it in the real world, whose power would it be and where would you use it? Oh, gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, I like fly. I like anyway, anybody could fly. Flying. Flying I know Captain Marvel could fly. fly. Oh, I feel like I'd probably fly just because I, like I like to travel and it seems like it'd be I a lot easier. I watched the whole thing before. Yeah. What is the best part of being on a set <coughs> the day all the actors are there? What was that? When all the actors are together on a set, <coughs> what is that? that we may like? or may not know what that's like. We have no idea. Um, yeah, I've worked with them all in the past uh, and, and nothing gets done. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, but nothing gets done. And Robert Downey Jr. gets the lunch, and that's what you guys enjoy. With the audience, <laughs> just jumps <laughs> around a lot. It is the Downey lunches that are quite fun, yes. And you know, when you were when you were joining the franchise, <clears throat> what were your expectations? Did you did, did everything fall into place very easily? I've seen just the cut of this where they edit um, to where it's just him. I feel like I came in Everybody at a really on her. special time. Right. I was hoping for mm -hmm. that. So, in particular, like my first day, really. Yeah, that, it, yeah. A lot of people don't seem to enjoy her. Uh. Do, 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 do. Uh, I've got sorry I've got Cage the Elephant stuck in my head Cigarette Daydream surprised I don't have that uh, Darth Banks stuck in my head because I got trolled gotta wait till December 20th six more months find out the Darth Banks Lord Banks destroy them all uh, yeah and now I did watch also, speaking of like E3 as I was earlier, um, some of the gameplay from Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I didn't see anything too different than a lot of the Star Wars games I've had, but I mean definitely just because it's Star Wars, I love just having the sound effects, the lightsaber, and you get around, run around as a Jedi and such. That it that is a, uh, well ish what a Force user I. I Fallen Order. I, I don't remember what exactly the storyline's supposed to be. But, uh, I mean, it looks good. I mean, I enjoyed Battlefield, or Star Wars Battlefront 2, or whatever the hell it is. Uh, though it, you know, bombed big time. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed playing. I didn't, I didn't quite get through all of that campaign. Uh, but I am looking forward having another Star Wars game. I'd like to see something different. Something with some more not like a uh, the first person shooters are cool but I like the idea of having like a Jedi and I don't know. We'll see. It's most most of the Star, Star Wars games are at least halfway decent. I mean, I've enjoyed a lot of them in the past. I, mean, I remember playing as far as first person shooters go. I think uh, the Dark Forces. That was my favorite. I actually played that one uh, in German class in high school, uh, not in in class, but uh, every year, um, I believe it was Wash U, Washington University, uh, in St. Louis. It's either that or SLU, but I want to say it was Washington University that we went to. Um, it's been a few years. It's been a minute. It's been like 20 years. Um, yeah, it's been over 20 years. Um, at what every year 
and German German was my favorite class. We would go and uh, there was a poetry contest at Washington University, and we had to re- remember a German poem. We had to memorize it, and we we had no choice. We had to perform that poem in class. We had to read it aloud um, from memory. So I guess you weren't reading it. You were reciting a poem from memory. Um, the mine was uh, by Rainer Maria Rilke. Uh, and it was Ich lebe mein Leben, which means I live my life. And that's about all I remember. It's, they started out something like Ich lebe mein Leben in Wachsen und Ringen, diese Gube, die Dinge sehen, which could be wrong. I just remember mainly that it was Ich lebe mein Leben. Um, <laughs> I need to pull that poem up again at some point. But I remember doing that. Well, we had to do it. I was in it all year for two years. And I don't, I remember doing that one. I feel like I did a poem both times, but it was different poems. But I know I remember that one. That's probably the last year I did it. And I remember doing it pretty well. And like they enjoyed me doing it in class. But, and when we got to Wash U, we watched other people uh, <clears throat> perform the poem. We, we were given the opportunity to go perform it in front of people. But I was too too much stage fright. There was no way I was gonna fucking do that. I don't think I don't know that anybody did it in our class. There might have been one or two per- people that actually participated in that part. There was you know um, German classes from all over the near the St. Louis area that were up in Washington University for it. Um, but basically, I mean, we, once we got to Washington University, we got the chance to just hang out on the college <laughs> uh, at the college. So. Like, I went around with my friend Jeremy, and uh, I went <laughs> back to the Star Wars part. There was, uh, <laughs> I guess it was uh, just some kind of com- computer store or something like that, but they had a PC set up, and you could play Dark Forces on it, and we just kept taking turns playing Dark Forces <laughs> as we were supposed to uh, be doing German stuff. And, uh, yeah, I remember that uh, enjoy- German class was fun, though. I just enjoyed that a lot, and... Uh, I might have told this story before. I probably have, but it's been a long time. Um, my my favorite moment in high school, which I fucking hated high school. I I mean, it sucked for me. Uh, I didn't talk much. I was nervous around people. I just I kept to a very small group of people, and like I had really close friends, but it was you know just a handful of people that I really talked to and hung out with, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I barely got by in high school. Um, but my favorite moment was in German class, and uh, this was German two, I guess. We had a <clears throat> a student come in. Uh, I think it was maybe halfway through the year. His name was Mar- Maurice. I was a I was a sophomore at the time. Maurice was, I believe, a senior, and uh, <clears throat> he was. There was all kinds of rumors. I don't remember what actually happened, but there was all kinds of rumors about Maurice because he, he was originally from St. Louis. Uh, there's rumors about why like he transferred to Washington and stuff but uh, he was a really large black guy like he didn't he was real soft spoken and stuff but people were just intimidating him because in Washington Missouri at least at that time I mean still predominantly white like when I went to school like in elementary school there was like two black families basically and then it, the, it was a little bit more integrated when I got to high school and stuff but uh yeah so there's predominantly white people in this area so 
the kids were just intimidated, just this massive black guy, and he wouldn't, like, talk much. He was a super nice guy. If you actually met him, super nice guy, but they were just like, oh, shit, it's a black guy. Uh, but Maurice, uh, I wish, I don't know what ever happened to the guy. I haven't talked to him in, in, since really high school, but uh, we were uh, a couple of times. Maybe this, shit, maybe this was German one, because I, I know I teamed up with Maurice. Maybe it was just we teamed up several times that year, I guess. It was probably that, but uh, we, uh, <clears throat> We would partner up in groups of two to do sketches in German. We had to uh, come up with an idea of what to say. We had to use German that we learned in the current chapter that we were learning in class and then come up with some kind of sketch. Um, and it didn't have to be funny. You just basically make a scene where you're speaking German. You were supposed to get it approved by the teacher. And uh, Frau Carducci, it was uh, she was a... Uh, uh, we usually like when we went to Wash U. Like uh, we actually called her Frau Gisela, which was her her first name. She was I can't remember what her maiden name was. She was married to some guy that was not German. That's why Carducci, but she was very German, and she actually uh, she was actually as a young child, I guess uh, she was pretty old when I had her. I don't remember how old she was, but I, like I feel like she was alive but really young whenever uh. Like obscenely young, whenever World War Two happened, or at least at the end, I I know she. I remember in class her telling us a story of, uh, being forced. I guess Dachau. I don't. I don't know if it was. I'm assuming it was a Dachau because that's like the one in Germany, in Germany that you can actually really go visit. Maybe it was a, a different concentration camp, but um, she, her class, I guess in school was forced to go, sort of forced. Like they made them go to the. Uh, <clears throat> A field trip kind of thing but she she didn't get off the bus she couldn't stop crying she didn't couldn't bring herself to like get in i don't remember the story very well clearly this is you know 20 something years ago but uh she was a super cool teacher i enjoyed having her and like she was the one the teacher that like uh you could, she was gonna sign homework and then uh but everybody nobody in the class wanted to do homework so we just like, hey, Frau, what's uh, Christmas trees like in Germany? And then she'd spend the whole class talking about Christmas trees in Germany. And uh, so we, and then the bell would ring. You're like, oh, I was going to sign some work. Oh, well. And so then, <laughs> but somehow I did learn some German. And, you know, hell, I've been to Germany. So, I mean, obviously it had some kind of effect on me. So hopefully she'd be thrilled by that. Um, anyway, so Maurice and I teamed up. And uh, I think this is the first time. I, I believe there was two instances where we teamed up to make a sketch. And this was the first one. The second one, I don't remember. Like, it wasn't funny. Like, we just made some stuff. Um, but the the way it worked is we would, of course, go to the teacher, get your German approved, which we skipped that. We wanted the element of surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> we didn't want anybody knowing what we were doing. Um, and we, I was afraid she might advise us against what I was planning on doing. Um, but usually when these things would happen, there was like two, like kind of pop more popular guys in the class. Like I was never popular. Uh, Maurice wasn't really popular. People were afraid of him, but <laughs> it's cause they didn't know him. But, uh, they, uh, would, after everybody did their sketches, then we'd vote on like who was the best. And if, like, who was the best would then have to go to the other German two class 
like during uh, lunch break and perform it there in front of the German too. So, um, and uh, so anyway, Maurice and I were coming up with this idea and the chapter we were on uh, was involving uh, pain. It was uh, like, uh, I man, now I'm thinking about it. I probably did tell this story. <laughs> uh, probably when I went to Germany or such, but anyway, I'm already in it. Um, so I, uh, it was all about pain and they were talking about broken bones, these sorts of things. So my light bulb clicked on and the idea I had was, uh, oh, I should get hit by a car. And, uh, I think, <laughs> I think part of that now that I'm thinking about it, I think this might have been after Trebejo got hit by the car. Perhaps that had something to do with it. I, that may not be right, though. That may have been after this? Either way, Trebejo may have been somewhat of an inspiration for my sketch. May or may not have been. If you haven't heard that, it's in the early episodes. Trebejo telling the story about how he got hit by the... Oh, man. I'm going to... I'm going to pull that up after I finish the story here. Because I believe I got a clip from that. Um, <laughs> which is just fantastic. Uh, but anyway, so my sketch idea is to have me get hit by a car. And Maurice is going to be driving that car that hits me. And he gets out to see if I'm okay. And we didn't, of course, we didn't tell the teacher anything that was kind of shifty on our part. The German we did, not so great. Um, but... Uh, we might have been like the last ones to go too. I don't remember the lineup, but uh, like the guys, the, the two popular guys that usually everybody you know voted for was like uh, they weren't like the popular kids in school. It was just in German class they were like the two popular, <laughs> most popular in German class. But uh, they got lukewarm reviews, I guess, by the cheering on this. But uh, when uh, Maurice and I get up there to do ours, the class is a little confused because Maurice is just sitting on a chair doing driving sound, like, like moving his hand, like he's drive, you know, moving the steering wheel and all that, doing the, I think he was shifting. And then uh, I'm just standing there, just do do do, like walking along. And the, the looks of confusion on everybody's face is just priceless. This is one of those moments I wish. I had like video of and just or I could just go back in my brain and just really see it clearly but unfortunately it's it's a little hazy at this point but I remember everybody just being real confused like okay what what's going on here and then all of a sudden boom and like uh this is basically the sound effects that Reese makes and then uh I just jump back did Chevy like a la Chevy Chase in the first season of SNL when he was on there he used to do the the falls all the time and I jumped back and hit the ground I didn't prepare for this fall at all I was just like this is a one time thing I'm just going to give it my all and I jumped back and uh, <laughs> hit my back on the, the ground it hurt, it hurt pretty good but uh, <laughs> I figured it probably best not to do that like the teacher probably wouldn't have approved that had I had I not just done it, that's why we skipped the part where we talked to the teacher about it. Because, um, you know, I just wanted to... <laughs> I wanted to get a good performance, you know, and get everybody... My my intent was to get a good reaction out of the crowd. I wasn't too concerned about doing good German, which 
we failed at that. But Maurice gets out, like, everybody was just, like, shocked and just, like, dying laughing. Like, when I hit hit the floor, it was my one of my most shining moments in life, actually, other than getting a, a commercial for the uh, Sarah Palin audiobook, uh, Rogue Eskimo Orgy, on Tom and Jeff's podcast. That was definitely my crowning achievement. Uh, the now defunct Tom and Jeff podcast, but the, that was pretty exciting for me. Um, <laughs> or maybe, you know, my first marathon. I don't know. Being in Ireland for the first time. Uh, but that moment, I mean, it ranks up there high. The part, the the exciting part, okay, we kill our, our German. Maurice gets out of the car. He checks on me, asks if I'm hurt. I say I have, like, some broken bones or something along those lines. He offers me a Tylenol, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Just like, oh, you're hurt? Here's a Tylenol. You know, I fucking destroyed you with a car. You're probably going to die. But here's a Tylenol. Sorry, I don't have any morphine on my, my, uh, myself or anything at the moment to get, uh, kill more of your pain. But, uh, hey, Tylenol was in the chapter, man, so we put it in there. Uh, or something of that nature. Maybe it was just generic pain reliever. I don't recall what it was. Um, I don't have the script anymore. And, uh... <laughs> and the kid, the the other students at that point in time had no fucking clue what the hell we were saying anyway. So, uh... <laughs> everybody, when it came time to vote on who had the best, uh sketch like uh you know they said whose names like there was there was never a moment i don't think anybody like it was my the the most shining point moment for me like performance like in front of people ever because at that moment like there was no denying who had the best sketch like there was like everybody's like unanimously and that the funny part though or the part that I thought was the most awesome about everybody voting was everyone, I think it was because they were intimidating, intimidated by the large black man. They didn't want to say my name when that, and I was kind of a loser. Um, but <laughs> they all said, Maurice, Maurice, <laughs> except one person. And it was the most attractive girl. One of the most attractive girls in school. Her name was Renee. And she was, and I was just like that moment of like, holy shit, like a, this really attractive, really nice girl she was like super nice person but like uh knew knew i existed and it was like oh it was just the shining moment but uh i'm gonna look up that trabejo uh bit of him getting hit by the bike because it, it is total fucking classic oh here we go found it right here thankfully i found it right away right away is it it's a bit of a long one here um we'll give it a i gotta load it in the jazzler if you ever do like cart rotation or just want to like do some cool playlists, uh, look up Jessler show, man. It's old. You can get free versions of it somewhere. They don't really, I'm pretty sure they don't make it anymore, but tis the shit. Anyway, this is, uh, from, uh, episode 18. This is Trebejo here. I wanted to get to with Matt here. He had a little incident. Oh, How shit. old? Sorry about the quality here. Like, oh. you know, the incident I speak of. Yeah. We'll get I was, to it in uh, a second. Let's I just kind of give a little, 15 uh it kind of sucked uh, i was hit by a car well i uh, was gonna kind of hide that but oh. uh we, we can we got a little bit of reenactment here yeah like you got a little bit of uh so to start out you let's take it you were riding your bicycle right riding my bicycle you little you got that going on <laughs> riding along and then you just hear a little, little bit of maybe oh i got it 
<laughs> I meant to cut the bicycle sound out before that. <laughs> it was, something, it, it like was that. something like that. It was something like that. Let's let's take us through this here. Okay. Um, well, I was uh, I was 15 and a half, about to get my my um, driver's permit actually, and uh, it was probably about a week away from that. <laughs> Still riding the bike. <laughs> I was riding my bicycle down uh, down a two lane highway. Which highway? Highway 47. 47. Yeah, right. Washington, Missouri. Yeah, right, right what county? <laughs> Franklin, Franklin County. County. Meth County. County. Home of the best. Two... <laughs> 63090. Fuck, how go. long did you have that fucking zip code? You remember that? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, fuck I off. Was, Tell your story, asshole. I was, uh, I was struck by a vehicle. Um, was it your fault? No, it was actually it, a it no was fault. It was at daylight at the time? It was about this time of year. Can I ask you a personal question? Go for it. Did you go bowling that day? <laughs> <laughs> no. So anyway, you got... Was it a woman driver? You're doing it. No, actually, it was a man driving, and uh, they were in their mid-30s. They're not a, bowling. It was, a, it was a husband and wife, I presume. I, I, don't, I never really got to, uh, you know, meet them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> didn't you didn't hang out and have drinks. No. Um. Well, let me <laughs> let me tell you a quick story about how it went down. You know, I was. Uh, <laughs> this is real quick. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I Last was. Time uh, I came was real quick. <laughs> I was uh, crossing this two lane highway, which was under construction at the time, and uh, yeah, now it's uh, four lanes. Yeah, now it's a four lane highway with bike uh, with bike lanes. Thanks to you. Thanks to me. <laughs> if I would never have been hit by a vehicle on this on this road, they probably wouldn't have bike lanes today. So anybody living in Washington, Missouri, if you would like to donate to uh, the Spaz show Foundation, your, yeah, the Spaz, Spaz. Foundation that is, uh, <laughs> dude, dude. you're known as Spaz. It should be noted. Well, you want me to just jump right into the story? Well, yeah, go right ahead. Okay. Those are the only sound effects I really had. If you want, I can play them again. No, that's all right. <laughs> You're riding your bike. I'm riding my bike. And, uh... <laughs> I'm getting ready to cross the highway. And it's a two-lane highway. There's, there's fucking construction zone going on. So, you know, there's not really much room for me on that side of the highway anyway. So I decided to cross the highway. I look over my shoulder. I didn't see anything. And, uh, well... I didn't see them because they didn't. I, I don't know. They didn't see me either. You know, nothing was seen. Nothing was seen. Your memory's kind of foggy. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. crazy now. Well, because you got uh, hit by a fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, whenever I, I actually heard the car screeching, I was it was literally like a foot away from my leg. And uh, at that time, I actually lifted my pedals up. I kicked my pedals one more time to maybe either get across the center line or. To hurry the fuck up. Yeah, basically. to get the fuck yeah. out of the way. Because yeah. I knew at that point, whenever I heard the tire screeching a foot away from me, that there was a car about to hit my ass. And uh, it missed me by just a Pubic fucking... Pubic hair. A pu- fucking yeah, it was, hair it, was, it was so fucking close. And and I, I if I hadn't kicked my, my pedal one more time, I probably would have lost my whole left leg. Like from the knee down. So what happened, basically? I was I was struck by this vehicle, and it hit my my back tire of the bicycle, and and like everything underneath my ass, and like it took the bike, and it the bike flew probably about a hundred feet, maybe or something like that. It was ridiculous, and I flew about seventy five feet, 
But I landed before the bicycle landed, and uh, I remember doing like this uh, sonic, barrel roll. So, barrel it was like a Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> roll. <laughs> roll. That's I mean, better than barrel. On the ground, or no, were you still was, in the air? I was in the air. I remember seeing sky ground, sky ground, sky ground, and like I remember thinking, like, oh, I need to get in this fucking position, you know, the fetal position. <laughs> and and I did. I covered my fucking face with my arms, and I actually took most of the. Most of the heat on my shoulder, my back yeah. shoulder, and and on my arms. I I mean, my shirt. It said, uh, "Keep the faith on it." <laughs> <laughs> thank God. Yeah, thank God. Uh, but uh, thank you, Jeebus. And uh, Mark Ping loves fucking. <laughs> loves- <laughs> whenever whenever I stood Damn up. Damn it. <laughs> whenever I stood up from being hit by this car, I mean, I, I slid on the asphalt. I remember like seeing fucking stars and birds and shit for the first time. I mean, it was like a cartoon. It was like, did this really fucking happen? You know, and I just fucking hit the ground, hit the asphalt, and slid, and just... That's all I remember hearing, you know? And, uh, the first thing in my head was like, I need to get the fuck off this highway. Because, uh, I knew it was a highway, and it was right in front of the school. Was it dark out at this time? Wait a minute, hold on here. This is crazy. So after you've been hit by a car, yeah. you have the the perception here, the thought of mind here, to actually get out of the way of the <laughs> other oncoming vehicles. That is insane. Well, I, I, I commend you, right? That's, yeah, that's, that's I remember, fucking amazing. I, re, I remember it vividly. I mean, it was like, it was probably about this time, you know, where, where the time changes and it gets darker earlier, that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it was like five o'clock, and my parents were actually out on the river that night. How old were you again? I was fifteen and a half. Fifteen and a half, and wow. uh, a permit age. Yeah, <laughs> and it was actually a week later I was going to get my permit, mm-hmm. like that weekend. But uh, <clears throat> I had uh, I had been struck by a vehicle, and I flew like Sonic the Hedgehog for about seventy-five <laughs> feet through the air, and uh, I landed. Did you take any monsters out on your way? To the Probably, <laughs> but uh, I remember Collect I remember taking most of the Rings. most of the hit on my. I, I landed initially on my head, but I had uh, a baseball cap on. I guess that saved my life. I don't even know how, but uh, I didn't have any uh, shoulder pads or nothing like that. I was I was a cool kid. I, I rode with no oh, pads. Oh, I hear you. I was a, I was who did long back before, then? Right. I was long before shoulder pads. And oh yeah, and I no don't think shoulder pads were around there. They were shoulder pads now. Oh motherfucker! <laughs> Mark Ping is sixty years old, so he was long before that too. Yeah. Like he used to walk to school when there was twelve feet of snow on the ground and all that shit. Was there bicycles back then? <laughs> no, just uh, the, tandem. the giant tandem. <laughs> it was the giant front the wheel unicycle. Unicycle, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, to, not to cut anybody off there, but, but uh, yeah, like as soon as I got hit, I, you know, I hit the ground and I slid for a good while, and and I remember like the first thing, first thought in my head was like, I need to clear the street, clear the highway. And uh, I, I walked up to my bike, and, and I remember limping really bad. Like, my leg was fucked up. You still have asphalt in your knee now, don't I, you? I do have asphalt in my knee. It's kind of weird uh, looking, but it's still there. But uh, I, uh, <laughs> I I picked up my bike and realized that the back wheel was so warped that it would not even roll. So <laughs> I, I took my bike and just chucked it over the side into the grass i was like oh it'll it'll be fine over there no one's gonna hit it you know (laughs) and then the next thought in my head was oh i'm gonna walk up to the car that just hit me (laughs) so 
So I'm walking across the highway, and I'm holding my my. You left... went back against the grain. <laughs> I went back against the grain, and I, I walk up to the car with my left hand out, like holding the traffic, the oncoming traffic back. It's like, like yeah, stay back, man. I'm it's like it's you like sw- you stiff arm the traffic. <laughs> I stiff arm the traffic, and I'm like I'm like hold on. It's like I gotta talk to these people real quick, you know. And and I walk up to the car that just hit me, and uh, they had their windows down. It was a younger couple. And I, I remember it like it was yesterday. You know, I, I I walk up, put my hands on their on their windowsill. Do you think they were getting like uh, roadhead was going on? Or they anything? were probably fighting over the radio or something. Ah, okay. You know, I mean that's that's how I perceive it. But uh, I, I leaned in, and uh, you know, I'm a 15 year old bloody kid. I just got <laughs> I just got struck by their you just vehicle. Just played Sonic. Yeah, and uh, I walk up to their window, and I'm all bloody. I got fucking shit going all down my face. I'm, my half my clothes are ripped off. I got blood on my leg, blood on my arm, blood on my face. I I look like shit. But I, I lean in and I'm like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> That's all the clip. Uh, uh, I remember if there's a whole lot more. I mean, I'm sure there's more. Uh, obviously, on that that episode, I might have to go back to that episode at some point and listen to the whole damn thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was a. Uh, if he was 15 and a half, that would have been about the time that uh, I did that sketch, so that may have led to that. He may have been the inspiration to one of my greatest moments in life. I may or may not have realized that at some point, maybe at the time. Maybe at the time I knew that. You know what? I'm going to be like my butt of Matt. I'm going to get hit by a car. Yet, yet this guy's actually been concerned and go to me. I'm not going to play Sonic, collect some rings. I'm like the drunk me said in that clip, uh... The coins. Uh, that was back the uh, when I had to get PBR to do the show. We we always uh, rocked the PBR so we could get the uh, the bo- we got the bottles. So we, uh, underneath the caps were all of the uh, cards, like a deck of cards. You could get uh, you know Ace of Spades, all that stuff. You could collect them like on all the bottle caps. We finally got a deck and we stopped doing it. <laughs> the deck. It took a long time to get a whole deck of cards out of collecting bottle caps from PBR bottles, but we that's uh, that's how I made it uh, easy for me to do the show. And those early shows, man, like, it was a totally different feel. It was a totally different vibe. My sound sound quality was not as good, didn't have as good of equipment, and, uh, well, sometimes now when I have other people, like, my sound quality is not so great. It's, it should sound a lot better tonight because it's just me and a microphone and a small room easier to control the the uh the board i am lazy at times but uh it was definitely fun times we used to travel go to illinois all the time and uh do it in shelly's apartment which he lived uh an apartment above uh fiona's at the time i'm not i believe it's a different diner now but it was at that at that point it was a 24-hour diner we would go down there uh, after the show and after having some pbr and get like uh, euros and such as, uh, John Hersey uh, worked there. He was a early uh, visitor to the show. He was fun, and he had a great story. Uh, he had some some real great stories. I mean, he lived in Germany for a while. His dad was in the military, uh, I believe, and that he uh, spent time in the '80s in Germany d- during the time in which like the Berlin Wall fell. And he's got a there's a great story, and it's one of the very early episodes. Um, within the first like ten, I think, where he, he's on and tells the story of uh, some German kid 
telling him he's you've got to hear the greatest music ever he says uh, it's by david hasselhoff and john's like the knight rider guy <laughs> As, you know, david hasselhoff was i don't know if he still is but at the time huge in germany for music for whatever reason and uh <laughs> so then he played it for john he's like you got to hear this and then he's like that music is horrible and apparently, I believe, if I remember correctly in the story, the German kid punched him in the face. <laughs> I feel like that was uh, part of the story. And uh, Hasselhoff music. Uh, oh, here's a tr- clip of him playing at the Berlin Wall. I mean, he can't. He played. He was so big. He played at the Berlin Wall when it came down. Like this is. Uh, <laughs> apparently, he thinks that he. Uh, Brought down the Berlin Wall. I'm now. I'm gonna have to listen to that. But I'm gonna hear, hold on. I gotta play this fucking music here. And oh, that's freaking me out. Klaus Peter Siegloch, is he there? Yeah, he's angekommen. David Hasselhoff is here. He's here, yeah. David Hasselhoff. Is he fluent in German? His hair. Classic Hasselhoff hair. David, why did you want to come exactly here to the Brandenburg Gate? One year ago we did Looking for Freedom and it was a dream. Yeah, let's get to the music here. David. Looking for freedom. Thank you. Already. Oh, oh, is he gonna perform? Here's it. Here's it. Das ist Jeffrey Hasselhoff, ja. Da. Oh, he's got light. Lights on his jacket. So this must have been the music that uh, the German kid played. Uh, This must have been the. I wonder if this is the song that he played for John. Shitty audio quality, I apologize for that. Oh, he's got like a. This scarf with a keyboard on it, and this jacket that's got like clear, like Christmas lights on it, lights up. <laughs> yes, uh, on the YouTube here, Andrea Minucci uh, says, uh, I've been looking for that jacket. <laughs> I hear you there. What a jacket. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a uh, <laughs> Norm Kid. Uh, I think he had it right here. It says, uh, the East Germans attempted to rebuild the wall after hearing this. Uh, <laughs> and Danny A, those 19 dislikes are of communists. Uh, yes, this is uh, class 1.5 thousand likes, 90 dislikes. So a very disproportionate uh, amount of likes there to dislikes. Definitely way more people liking it, which is... There was one thing oh, here that we happened go. to me in the 80s, besides Knight Rider. He brought down uh, the Berlin Wall. Watch, was the Berlin Wall. 
When I sang on the Berlin Wall in 1989 to a million people, and I look back at it now, and finally getting the airplay. We nobody wanted to even air, put it on television. No one really gave a damn in America. And in the still world, really don't. I did. <laughs> I had been behind the Berlin Wall. My song was well about your music. Freedom, I mean, and, and it care just about happened Germany. to be number one that we, that that summer. And the wall came down November 9th, and we were number one for eight weeks in the summer. So. We found out that people in East Germany were actually singing, looking for freedom before they were free. And that to me was really cool. So I went into East Germany and said, how do you know me? And they said, you know me, the man who talks to a car? <laughs> they looked at me like I was nuts. Like you talk to a car? And I, and I said, yeah. They said, no, you're the man who sings of freedom. And I went, Wow. And then so there was a responsibility that, that came there. I'd be shocked, really too, if I sang that song and people were, that, loved it. That whole movement, I still am. They wanted to I mean, tear the down the last cheesy. piece of the wall. And I'd rock it, though. It up. And I went over and made a personal appearance just by chance. And they, they, they kept it up because it's a symbol of, of what happened to those people. You can watch a great documentary on National Geographic. Hasselhoff versus the Berlin Wall, which is kind of a weird title. Clickbait title. It makes it sound like he just takes credit for bringing down the Berlin Wall. Didn't take credit for it, but I imagine it was pretty awesome to to have that moment for him. But uh, yeah, the music. <laughs> he didn't seem surprised that a lot of people knew him for that song. I'm thinking he was aware that his music wasn't the greatest. But hey, man, they're German. They're fucking weird. But I love being in Germany. It's fantastic. Love to go again. Love to go to München, go to Bavaria, hit up Berlin maybe next time. Uh, Ireland's on the neck on the docket for the next trip though. I want uh, if I go with friends, I'll you know go to the usual, the show them like the big sites. Hopefully, go back to Skellig Michael. I'll do that even if I go by myself. I think I'll try to hit up Skellig Michael because that place is just fantastic. I mean, you get the you got to take a nice long boat ride to get there. It's like seven miles, seven or eight miles off the coast of uh, the Ring of Kerry down there. Um, and it's rough to get out there, but once you get out there, it's a very tiny island, but the scenery out there is fantastic. It's uh, very high up. Like You go 600 stone steps, and you uh, get to the top, and that's where this old monastery, very... I say monastery. I mean, it is just literally like stone beehive huts. There is nothing fancy about these whatsoever. It is basically a stone igloo. There is, I mean, it's <laughs> these beehive huts. There's nothing to it. I mean, there is nothing out on that fucking island. Like, they lived out there and did nothing. It must have been hard in hell to, like, grow food. I mean, I know that they had to get supplies but I mean holy shit I can't imagine just living out there by themselves and the Vikings raided them a few times killed them and took their treasure because monks had usually had religious artifacts and such usually some kind of gold so they would go out there and just fucking kill them and take their shit so not only did was the weather hard and the weather gets shitty out there but at least they got some puffins. I mean, puffins go out there, so that might have been exciting to see the birds, although they probably got pretty annoyed with the birds after a while. Probably got shit on a lot. 
the gannets. I believe there's larger birds that are out there. They're out there a lot longer than the puffins, I believe. They're all the fuck over. But uh, it's awesome sight to see. You climb up those those steps are no fucking joke. Like, you be concerned, you know, you should maybe, if you are not physically active at all, maybe work on doing some steps for a while before you go because it, it is some treacherous steps. 600 stone steps to get to the top and I would definitely like to do that again if I go back to Ireland and I'd like like to go back to just the west coast of Ireland and do the whole wild Atlantic way which is basically the whole west coast of Ireland which I've seen a lot of the big points on the western coast but I'd love to just go up the whole coastline and see all the sites there because it is truly an awesome place Um, and then of course I might might hit back to Northern Ireland and uh, I mean I love Giant's Causeway maybe I could go out there and sit out there one one last time on the stones if you still are allowed to when I go because I heard they're going to stop allowing people to do so um, however uh, I'd like near Giant's Causeway is the Carrick Deride I believe something along the line the big rope bridge uh, in Northern Ireland which is near the filming location of the Iron Islands for Game of Thrones, but uh, that rope bridge, like I was near it uh, twice, but I didn't actually go out on the bridge. That would uh, definitely be a sight to see in Northern Ireland. Maybe when I'm there, just hit up Bushmills and go to their uh, location. I definitely want to do next time I go. I mean, shit, there's just so much stuff. I haven't been spent a whole lot of time on the East Coast other than in Dublin. Like, I know there's, I love mountains. I'd love to go around the mountains around there. And maybe the Wicklow Mountains. I believe that's the west, more of the west. But uh, there's there's still a lot of stuff I haven't seen. I've seen a lot of Ireland, but a lot of stuff on the agenda. But I would like to go back and do, like, food and beer tours and just go go to the Guinness Brewery now that I have more of a love for it. Because the first time I went, I did not give a shit for Guinness until I had, had one while I was there. And after I was... Uh, walked by the brewery. I had no desire to want to like visit the brewery now. Like I have like a, a love and respect for Guinness, so it would be pretty exciting to go to the brew house. So I mean that that would be something on the agenda, or possibly go to like Bush Mills, see how they make their whiskey, or Jameson is in Dublin. Um, so yeah. Other than that, uh, I think I'm good here. Somehow I I survived another episode. By my lonesome, all by myself. Yeah, okay, I'll shut up now. Stop singing. And uh, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.